Welcome to the perfect place for imperfect people. This is the Local Church Podcast, and we hope this message both challenges and encourages you. Here's today's message. Um, my name is Garland. I'm one of the pastors here at Local Church, and uh, want to also take time to welcome those who are watching online, are familiar there. And uh, if you're watching online, we want to encourage you to be a part of our service and uh, sing with us, pray with us, give with us, all these different things. And uh, we're glad you're here. And then also, our friends down at Everglades Correctional, Pastor uh, Buddy leads that campus down there during the week. But we're so glad you guys are with us, and uh, we just consider it an honor to have you here. So, great. Glad you're here. Open your Bibles, if you would, to Philippians chapter 4. Um, If you don't have a Bible, you can follow on the screens, or we encourage you to open up the app. We have an app for the local church, and in there you'll find a place to take notes, and uh, we ask you to take notes and follow along with that, and um, that'll be good, all right? Well, I love music, and a lot of our summer series is talking about music, and I've always been involved in music. It's one of my favorite things in life. And uh, Edgar Winter said this. He said, music is very spiritual. It has the power to bring people together. And uh, that's a great true statement from an old classic rocker. And uh, Edgar Winter, he's just an old rock and roll dude. (laughs) Uh, Probably one of his best songs was called Frankenstein. So if you don't know who he is, look it up. It's an instrumental. You'll like it. Great drum solos in there and all that stuff. All right. But uh, Psalms 100 talks about this as well. In verse 1 and 2, it says, Shout with joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him singing with joy. And uh, music is so important to us. And it may be, this sounds weird to some of you, but I find ways to worship God with all different kinds of music. And, um, you know, I've had some people tell me, no, you can't do that with this or that, but I can And uh, it's amazing to me, sometimes I'll find myself at a concert or in my car and some rocking guitar solo comes on and I just stop and say, God, thank you. Thank you for music. Thank you for guitar and that I can grab hold of it. It means something to me. It reminds me of you, what you've done for us. And that's me. I love music. But uh, let me give you just a couple things about music I think are important. Write these down if you would, okay? Music gives us a way to connect with God. All right, music gives us a way to connect with God. We've already done that just a few moments ago. I watched some of you as we were having praise and worship, and you were into it. It meant something to you. Your hands were up, you were singing, some of you were crying, and it gave you an opportunity to connect with our Father. It also gives us a way to worship and praise Him, which we just did. And that's one of the cool things about music that I love, is that we can take music, music we love and enjoy, and we can worship and praise God with that. But it also gives us a way to hear from him. It gives us a way to hear from them. And there have been times in my life when a certain song is just rolling and maybe it's got scripture in it or or the right message. And I just hear a word from God. And it speaks to me. It moves my heart. And music is very important in our lives. Now, along the way, I was in a few bands. I used to sing quite a bit in church and some other places. But one of my claims to fame was working with Billy Ray Cyrus. Oh, you know who he is, right? We're not going to talk about his daughter. Let that go. All right. We're going to focus on old Billy. All right. But let me share a story about my encounter with Billy Ray Cyrus and my music career. All right. I was asked to sing the national anthem at the CarQuest Bowl a few years ago. 
Now, I was super excited. Pastor Buddy, one of our pastors here, he was on the board at CarQuest Bowl. He gave me the formal invitation, and I accepted it. I was so excited. I was telling my friends about it. And, and one of the best parts is University of Miami was playing in that game. You know you love it, all right? And uh, so a couple weeks before the CarQuest Bowl, I get a call, and Pastor Buddy's on there, and he says, hey, I got good news and bad news. And I said, all right, give me the bad news first. And he said, okay. He goes, you got bumped. You're not singing the national anthem. And I go, oh, okay. And he said, but you're going to do the invocation. And I was like, oh, that's great. Okay, I'll probably do that better anyway. You know, and I was excited because I still got to be a part of it until I found out the guy that bumped me had an achy, breaky heart. <laughs> yep, Billy Ray Cyrus bumped me from singing the national anthem. How about that? He was actually doing a concert before the... You know, one of those deals. I got to meet him. He's very nice, you know. And I said, bro, you bumped me. And he goes, okay. You know, so anyway, that was my brush with fame. It's all over. All right. <laughs> well, I like all kinds of music. And I have different music playing wherever I'm at. Uh, all different kinds of genres. And even while I was preparing this message, I always have music in my background. And I had my summer playlist going, which was all kinds of different music. I had some classic Christian rock. I had some chill music at some point, classical, yep, some Bach and Beethoven stuff. I love that. Uh, some new release music. I would kind of fast forward through some of them, <laughs> all right? Some country music. I enjoy some of that. New country is kind of like old rock anyway, you know, sorry, but uh, it's truth, <laughs> okay? Um, and then, of course, my favorite, classic rock. I love classic rock. I agree with Pastor Johnny when he says the greatest music came out of the 70s. I, that's when I was growing up. I enjoy it. And uh, it's funny because I remember my parents not liking my music. And I catch myself today saying some of the same things about today's music that my parents used to say. It's just part of it, right? Well, it was easy for me to pick a classic rock song for this weekend. But I thought, you know what? I'm going to try and find something new. So I started searching, and I'm going to share with you in just a moment what I found. But here's what we're doing. We're continuing our summer series called Summer Playlist. And uh, we're looking at songs that we love in the summer that we can pull a biblical truth out of it. And I love how Pastor Johnny put this. He said, we're going to use the culture to reach the culture. I love that. Because we can use anything to reach people for Christ, and that's a good thing, all right? In week one, Pastor Johnny used the song Simple Man by Leonard Skinner, all right? And talked about how he was part of the Skinner Nation. Good for him, you know? I like Leonard Skinner, good man. But uh, he talked about simple faith and just the simple message of Jesus, that promise of eternal security. We're going to talk about that some today. Last week, Pastor Brian uh, spoke for the first time here at a local church, did a great job. And uh, he used the song, Here Comes, yep, give him a hand, all right? All right? He used the song, Here Comes the Sun by the Beatles. And he talked about um, hope instead of loneliness and pain. Great message, something we needed to hear. Well, the song that we're going to use today is called, I Ain't Worried. Okay, it's a new song by One Republic, and uh, the song is part of the playlist for the movie Top Gun, Maverick. May, anybody see that movie? Yeah, all right, good movie, all right. And uh, some of the meaning behind this song is that if we are focused on the right things, we don't have to worry about life's problems. It's a good message, 
All right, we'll take it even further though, okay? But if you haven't heard that song, here's a little clip that'll bring you up to speed with I Ain't Worried. I don't know what you've been Good song, One Republic, good band, close to La La music for me. Okay, somebody asked me after the first service, what's La La music? And I go, you know, when they can't think of what to say and they just go La 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 a lot. Okay, so anyway, kind of modern music a little bit, all right? But uh, anyway, you know, it's got the word ain't in there, and I've already had somebody ask me about that. I know ain't ain't a word, okay? Uh, it reminds me of another non-word called et. How many of you know the word et? All right, let me explain it to you, all right? There was this little boy, and he went to school one day, and he walked up to his teacher, and he said, yesterday I ate seven hot dogs. And being a good teacher, she was careful, but she wanted to correct him, and she said, I think what you meant to say was eight. And the little boy stopped, and he thought for a moment, and he said, you know, maybe it was eight I ate. <laughs> so there you go. So sometimes we make words words, right? And ain't is actually considered a non-standard word, which just simply means it's been used so much, they kind of had to throw it in there. So that's what it is. Well, the title for today's message is I Ain't Worried. And what we're talking about is the thoughts and the facts that we don't have to worry when we have Jesus in our lives. That's what it comes down to. And uh, he's the right thing to focus on. And the truth is, if, if we think about it, this is easier said than done, right? Because a lot of us, we tend to worry. Experts say that 90% of what we worry about never happens. So some might even say, well, then worrying's good if 90% doesn't happen. No, I guess how you look at it, all right? But uh, how many of you are worriers? Just be honest, raise your hand. The majority of people raise their hand at first, sir. Okay, a lot of us, okay? We tend to be worriers. I like to think I'm not a worrier, but the truth is, occasionally it hits. And for me, it usually hits in the middle of the night. And my mind just starts racing. I can't sleep. And I start thinking about what's going on. I start looking for solutions. And uh, I think way too much before I start to pray. But I mean, thank God, eventually I get to that prayer and that's what answers it. That's just the truth. Well, what is it that we tend to worry about? Well, it's finances, it's health. Maybe a job situation, relationships, those are always in play. Uh, maybe our kids, our grandchildren, maybe we're even worried about our appearance, how we look or, you know, those kind of things. And when we think about appearance, it reminds me of a golfer that every time he would go and play golf, he'd take two pairs of pants with him. And the reason why is in, in case he got a hole in one. <laughs> you know, that was good. That was, all right. Well, if we're honest, don't worry, I have more, okay? Um, if we're honest, we all worry at some point in our lives, don't we? And really, we could even use the song, Don't Worry, Be Happy. Remember that one? But what we have in Jesus goes far beyond our worries. And what we have in Jesus goes far beyond happiness. We have joy. We find joy in Jesus. It's a joy that can only come from him. So let's read our passage together in Philippians chapter four. We're gonna start in verse four and it says this, always be full of joy in the Lord. I say it again, rejoice. Let everyone see that you are considerate in all you do. Remember the Lord is coming soon. Don't worry about anything. 
We need to underline that, circle it, highlight it in our Bibles, okay? Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need. Thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as we live in Christ Jesus. Now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable Think about these things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Keep putting into practice all you learned and received from me. Everything you heard from me and saw me doing, then the God of peace will be with you. When I read this passage, it just tells me no matter what the circumstances are, that there's hope. We have hope. And we find that hope in Jesus. In Matthew chapter five, it says this, people will insult you and hurt you. They will lie and say all kinds of evil things about you because you follow me. But when they do, you will be blessed. Rejoice and be glad because you have a great reward waiting for you in heaven. People did the same evil things to the prophets who lived before you. Well, when my relationship with Jesus is where it needs to be, I ain't worried. I ain't worried. And so there's four things that we're gonna find in this passage in Philippians that'll help us with giving our worries or our lives over to Jesus. So let's look at those, all right? And again, I encourage you to take some notes. Here's the first thing. Here's what we find. Number one, we find true joy. We find true joy. Philippians 4.4, 4, it says, always be full of joy in the Lord. I say it again, rejoice. It's a joy that goes beyond our understanding of happiness. It goes way beyond that. Matthew 5 verse 12 says, rejoice and be glad because you have a great reward waiting for you in heaven. We've got so much to be grateful for. So what's the difference between joy and happiness? Because we need to understand that they're both good. There's nothing wrong with either one of those. But there's a difference. Joy is internal. Happiness is external. Joy is deep in our heart, but happiness, it's shallow in our mind. Joy is consistent. Happiness is temporary. Joy can carry us through difficulties. Happiness, it fades away. Joy comes from God, but happiness, it comes from our circumstances or our environment. And joy is a fruit of the spirit. We just read about that. Happiness, it's an emotion. You see, I can find happiness in a TV show or watching a comedian or hearing Pastor Johnny's jokes, all right? but they don't last. Let me give you an example. What did baby corn say to mama corn? Where's popcorn? You know that was good. All right, I have more, here we go. Thank you, all right, God bless you. All right, all right why did the football coach go to the bank? He wanted his quarterback. See, wearing a dolphin shirt, nailed it, all right. Where's our court? No, never mind. All right, we're not getting into that. All right, but you know what? Happiness is temporary. When you hear something, it makes us smile, but joy, it lasts. And true joy can only come from God through a relationship with Jesus Christ. True joy will last, and the best part is there's more than just joy that we receive when we have this relationship with Christ. Galatians chapter five, verse 22, it says, but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. There's no law against these things. Think about this. 
If we would just exercise these things in the world today, it'd be a different place, wouldn't it? Well, this is a fruit of the Spirit. This is what happens when our relationship with Christ is what it needs to be. People are the enemy. They may want to steal your joy and your peace. But these are some of the beautiful things that come with our relationship with Christ. Patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness. Great list of things. And so we find true joy, but it comes through Jesus. Here's the second thing we find. Write this down. We find his blessings. We find his blessings. In verse 6 of Philippians 4, it says, Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Why? Because we're blessed. We are so blessed. If you want to push away your worries, then focus on your blessings and what God has done for you. You know, a lot of times we're just listing out our worries and things. But if we just stop that, we'd say, you know what? Let me think about my blessings. Let me write those down. Then we get off of our worries and we remember what God's done for us. It makes a difference. When we do this, we realize that we have much to be thankful for. We have so much to be thankful for. What do you have to be thankful for? Here's your homework for today. I want you, when you get home, take a piece of paper. If you got a journal, open it and dedicate a page to this. But when you get home, just write out a list of all the things that you're thankful for. Just make a list. And, you know, it may be long. Maybe you need a couple pages. That's even better. All right? And then when the worries hit, go back and read through your list and remember what God has done for you. And you're going to find the worry going away because we focus on the blessings and what he's done. We also realize that we have much to look forward to. We have much to look forward to. What do you have to look forward to? Think about it for a moment. Tomorrow. We get tomorrow. We get to try again. Isn't that great? We have eternity to look forward to if we have a relationship with Christ. As the Bible says, if we have a relationship with him, we don't have to be afraid of death because we're going to heaven. And it's going to be way better than it is here. We have the fruit of the Spirit, the things we just read about. We can look forward to that. God working through us, his blessings. This list can go on and on of the things we have to look forward to. Matthew 5.11 says, God blesses you when people mock you and persecute you and lie about you. Say all sorts of evil things against you because you are my followers. God blesses us even when we're in a mess. Even when there's chaos around us. We get his blessings. Then here's the third thing. In Jesus, I find real peace. I find real peace. Read this verse out loud with me, all right? I want us to read together. So get your out loud voice ready. We're gonna read this together and you will be way better than the first service, all right? All right, so here we go. Let's read together. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. It's a great verse. We get to experience God's peace. And it says it's a peace that goes beyond your understanding. We can't even begin to fathom what this peace is. It's a peace that takes care of us. God's peace is enormous. It's beyond measure. It's a peace that shows up in the midst of chaos. It's a peace that allows you to stay calm in a world that's falling apart. It's a peace that carries you through the toughest times in life. It's a peace that lets you rest well at night. 
It's a peace that encourages you to give away what you have to others. It's a peace that pushes away worries. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. Let's look at those two things. First of all, it's a peace that guards your heart. I, I need help with my heart, okay? I'm just gonna be honest. I need help with my heart. And it's so easy to step into the junk that exists in our world if we're not careful, right? I mean, it's all around us. Um, we see it in social media, see it in news media, we see it in politics. We've got another election coming in November. Uh, you know, just, I mean, it's gonna get crazy again. And I've got friends on both sides and some of them are extremists on both sides. I, both of them drive me nuts, okay? I love them, but that's what's happened in our world. And the thing that drives me nuts the most is that some of them have learned to hate each other and they used to be friends. And it's just ridiculous. And the reason why, they're not guarding their heart. For some reason, their direction has changed. We'll talk about that later. But this is a piece that guards your heart. You know, I've got a very good friend and he's a pastor. And uh, many years ago, he was a youth pastor. I was in different states, different churches, but we became very good friends. We served on some boards together and different things. And um, he, he's had some changes in his life over the past few years. And here's what he wrote on Facebook the other day, just kind of just shared this. And here's what it was. He said, I'm feeling grateful today for a few old ministry friends with whom I now disagree on several big theological issues. Yet they treat me with respect and kindness and they see me as a brother. This is a real gift. And when I read that, I smiled and I said, I'm one of those people. Because this is my friend. And he's right. We do disagree on some major theological issues. He's had some changes take place. I don't understand it all. And we could argue if we wanted to, but we choose to love each other. And we choose to continue to be friends. And the reason why is we're trying to guard our hearts. And that allows us to do that. And so I quickly shared with him, I love you, bro. Because I wanted him to know that. And uh, he shot me a note back and said, I know you do. And, it, and I just love that that we can be on different pages but still love and care. And that is so important. Sometimes we need to agree to disagree. That's the way it has to happen in life. We're not gonna agree on everything. And I can't help it if you're wrong and I'm right. All right? I said that to my wife once. All right? No, I'm kidding. All right? Once. Once. <laughs> But we have to guard our heart. We choose to do that. In Proverbs chapter four, it says, guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. Avoid all perverse talk. Stay away from corrupt speech. Look straight ahead. Fix your eyes on what lies before you. Mark out a straight path for your feet. Stay on the safe path. You will never get in trouble with God for loving people. It's not gonna happen. To do that, you have to guard your heart. Here's the next thing we find in that. It's a peace that guards your mind. It's a peace that guards your mind. Now, I told you I need help with my heart. I need help with my head too, okay? Because my head and my thoughts can go to some odd places sometimes, all right? Don't look at me funny. Yours can too, all right? 
And you know what I'm talking about. I mean, sometimes something happens and we're thinking through how do we solve this or what's next. And we just start thinking up all these weird scenarios in our heads, things that'll never happen. And we play those things out and it consumes us and we're not guarding our head. We're not guarding our mind. And it has so much to do with what we allow or we put into our heads, right? There's an old computer saying, put garbage in, you get garbage out. And it's true with our minds as well, and so we have to guard that. In Romans chapter 12, Paul said this, he said, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person. God can change us, isn't that great? Transform you into a new person by changing the way that you think. In other words, your head, your thoughts. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. This verse gives us hope with our head. I don't know about you, that's important to me because I need some hope with my head. And here's the key to all of it. Philippians 4, 7. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. That's the key to it. It's living in Christ. So what happens when we live in Christ? It's our fourth thing. Then we find a new direction. We find a new direction. Philippians 4, verse 8 and 9, he said, And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. He said, fix your thoughts, your head, your mind on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about these things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Keep putting into practice all you have learned and received from me. Everything you heard from me and saw me doing, then the God of peace will be with you. The God of peace will take you in a new direction. So what is this? Well, a new direction requires a new way of thinking. He said, fix your thoughts on this. We have to think differently. But here's the beautiful part. When we put Christ in our life, he helps us with that. The Bible's very clear that the Holy Spirit lives in us and it helps us with those things. So a new direction requires a new way of thinking. A new direction also requires a new way of talking. It's a new way of talking. What's in our head's gonna come out. But it gives us a new way of talking. We talk differently. We're able to love where we didn't before. And then a new direction requires a new way of walking. It changes our direction. We walk in a new direction. And that's what God does. God wants all of us, not just our hearts and our minds. He wants us to give everything to him. Let's look at the first verse in Romans chapter 12. It says, and so dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. He says, give your bodies, not just your mind, not just your heart, but all of you. We give God all of us. We focus on Jesus. We push away the negative. We push away the poor attitude. We push away our default systems, our worries, we push away that sinful life that we've had, anything that takes us in the opposite direction of where Christ wants to take us. We take our bodies, we take our hearts and our heads, and we walk in the right direction. And God helps us with that. How does he do it? He just said it. He said, fix your thoughts on what is true. He is truth. 
God's a source of truth. The Bible is a source of truth. It says what is honorable, what is right, pure, lovely, admirable, excellent, worthy of praise. You know where we can find all of these thoughts? We find them in God's word. It's in what he's given us. It's the Bible. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16, it says all scripture or the Bible or God's word is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and make us realize what is wrong in our lives. Here's the beautiful part about God's word. If you put God's word into your life, it's gonna show you what's right and wrong. It's gonna help you walk in the right direction. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. When we fix our thoughts on these things, then the God of peace will be with you. He will carry you in that new direction. We can walk in a new direction. Here's the truth. When the God of peace is with me, I ain't worried. I ain't worried. And the reason why is he's got it. You see, God's joy, his blessings, his peace, and this new direction that he gives us, it takes away the worry. It removes it. And if you want to take the worry out of life, then we find some great advice from Solomon. Solomon was the wisest man to ever live. And uh, when he was wrapping up his book on the wisdom of life, here's what he stated in Ecclesiastes chapter 12, the first verse, he says this, remember your creator while you're young. In other words, remember God. He needs to be a part of your life. And he says, before the days of trouble come and the years when you say, I find no pleasure in them. In other words, you've got to start with Jesus. And the earlier you do it, the better. And so here's what I see in that is that today's the day to take that step. Today is the day to take that. And for so many of us, we have walked through those days of trouble. We've walked through it, right? And it's not all our fault. I understand that. Sometimes it's what others have done to us. But we have walked through those days of trouble. And even for some of us, maybe it's been the years without pleasure. It's been a long road. It's been a long journey, a long time. In other words, the true joy that we're talking about, it's missing. Well, Philippians 4, 4 says, always be full of joy in the Lord. I say again, rejoice. The key to it is in the Lord. It's in Christ. And so I would say that today is the day to avoid the days of trouble. It's the day to bring a stop to it. And we can do that today. And the way that we redo that is just receiving Christ. We find the joy of the Lord in Jesus. In Acts chapter two, verse 21, it says, but anyone who calls on the name of the Lord or Jesus will be saved. He wants to save us. God loves you. Jesus loves you in spite of your troubles, in spite of your failures, in spite of your sins. And we all have that. In spite of your worries, he loves you and he wants you to be able to say, I ain't worried. Because he's the one that takes away the worry. You just have to give it to him. Now, most people feel that they need to change some things before they give their life to Jesus. I've had so many people tell me that when we've sat down and we've talked about the importance of Jesus in their life and they say, well, you know, there's some things I gotta change and that, please hear this, write this down, this is very important. We don't have the ability to change everything that it would take for us to get to heaven. We can't do it. It's impossible. 
But here's the good news. Jesus already did. Jesus paid the price. The reason that Jesus hung on the cross was to pay for your sins and mine. And he took care of it. And because of that, we can have a relationship with him. And that's what makes the difference. We can't do it on our own, but we can do it through Jesus. Jesus paid for our sins, our failures, and all we have to do is accept his love and forgiveness. It changes everything. And I can honestly, before you right now, tell you that I ain't worried about tomorrow. I ain't worried about eternity. The reason why is I have Jesus in my life. And that makes all the difference. But you don't have to worry either because you can have that same thing. When God is in control, the outcome belongs to him. When I am in control, the outcome belongs to me. So the question is, who do you trust? I don't trust me because I know I mess up. I make mistakes. I choose to trust Jesus. I choose to trust in the God who created the universe, infinity and beyond, the God who created you and me, the God who loves us so much that he gave his son Jesus to die for us. I choose to trust Jesus. And I invite you to do that same thing today. So let's do that now. What I wanna do is I just wanna share with you how you can do that. Because if you're here today and you've never taken that opportunity to say, Jesus, I want you to take over my life. I wanna give my life to you. I wanna give you that opportunity today. It's just a simple prayer. And it's just acknowledging that we need him, telling him that we want him, that we give our lives to him. And so I'm gonna ask you if you would to bow your head and close your eyes right now. The reason for that is I want you to think about you. Just think about you right now and no one else. Do you have that relationship with Jesus Christ? Have you given it over to him? Because if you haven't, you can do that now. And you just need to pray a simple prayer. And I'm just gonna pray this prayer. And I would encourage you just to repeat it after me. Pray it to God, no one else. You can pray it out loud if you want. You can pray it silently. But just say, dear Jesus, I need you. And so today, I'm giving my life to you. I'm asking you to come into my heart and to save me. I want you to be my savior. I'm a sinner. I mess up. I worry but I want to hand all of that to you. So today, I'm giving you my life. Take it. Help me to grow in you. Help me to step into a new direction. I give it all to you. Thank you for listening to the Local Church Podcast. If you enjoyed today's message, we'd love for you to subscribe to our podcast and review and share what you learned today. You can connect with us at thelocalchurch.com or by searching The Local Church on your favorite social media platforms. We hope you join us next week for a brand new episode. And remember, you matter to God and you matter to us.